All right. Back to my YouTube story. So I'm playing this video game, and I can't beat it. And I just give up after a very short amount of time. Who would want the satisfaction of figuring it out yourself, right? So I got on this YouTube video, and I watched someone else beat it. And then I copy it. And then, you know what YouTube does? They have this super fantastic algorithm. They're like, oh, you like this video. Maybe you'll like that one, too. And me, having no self-control, I'm like, yes. I bet I would like that one, too, as well. YouTube, you're so smart. So... I start watching these videos, and I go on this completely day-long rabbit trail of watching magic tricks. For like five hours, I do not, I mean, this is like a waste of my life. I mean, this is embarrassing almost. Magic tricks, five hours. It was fantastic. You know, one of the magicians, he, he told a story, and he said, you know, when you're trying to deceive, you're trying to fool people, you're trying to do an illusion, it's, it's always okay when everyone knows that's what you're doing. It's always okay as long as everybody knows what you're doing. And he told this story. He told a story like this. He said, I think it was France and Africa were the two parties, but uh, there was a country in Africa and there were some problems and whatnot. And I think it was France. And if it's not, I'm sorry. But uh, the, the, the Frenchman, he came, and he, he came, and he said, you know, I'm going to show these people that French power is greater than their power. And he brought a box, and he set it down, and he said, oh, this box is so light, I can lift it. And he lifts it. And he says, oh, you, you Africans, you, you, you can lift this too, I'm sure. And they go, and they lift it. And then he says, I now make you. Weak as women. A little bit sexist, apparently, there. Okay, so that's what he says. And the guys try to lift the box, and they can't. The box is too heavy. And he's like, hold on. You're no longer weak as women. Now try it. And suddenly, they can lift the box again. He says, once again, you are weak as women. Go ahead, try to, to try to lift the box. And they couldn't lift it. And he did it back and forth and back and forth. And they were so amazed. They did whatever the French said. Because they had great power. You know what great power the Frenchman had? He understood magnetic fields. And they didn't. That was the great power that he had. You know, illusions are great and tricks are fun. But only when... Everyone knows you're playing the trick. And today we're going to look at a passage in which Paul is talking to the people of Corinth. And I think we'll see something that reminds us of the trick. I go to verse 1. Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful underhanded ways we refuse to preach cunning or to tamper with god's word but by the statement of the truth we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of god you know we live in a world of deception 
in a world of deception. It's so hard to know the truth. It's so hard to know the truth. You know how I know? I just hop on my Facebook feed and I see everyone saying opposite things and they're 100% totally sure they're right. So there's somebody out there being deceived. And if you want to find any one single issue that whether you're being deceived or not, you know how long it takes to try to figure it out? Hours of your life. And you know what? I don't know about you, but I don't always have hours of my life to figure out whether someone's telling me the truth. Now when I read an article, I almost won't read it unless it has footnotes. Because if it doesn't have footnotes, I almost don't know whether to believe it or not. We live in a world of deception. And you know, as Christians, it says here, we have renounced disgraceful and underhanded ways. We should expect from the world trying to deceive us. We should expect that people lie to us to sell us stuff. That people lie to us to get our votes. They'll lie to us for whatever. We should expect it. I remember when I sold shoes. I probably told the story. It's a story, I think. I, I sold shoes. I, I worked at the finish line and I wasn't really very good at selling shoes. I thought I'd be really good at showing, selling shoes. Like, I like shoes. I'm nice. I'm, I, think, I think I am anyway. Maybe I'm not really, but I thought I was nice, you know? And uh, you know what I realized about selling shoes? It's really better if you're good at lying. All you got to do is look that person in the eye and say, these shoes will do exactly what you need. I promise. Does it matter whether those shoes do exactly what they, they'll probably be fine. I remember the last day at finish line, I, I was fixing the shoes on the wall. And my manager came up to me and he said, Joel, why are you fixing the shoes? It's your last day. You're never coming back. I said, well, it's my job. Right? It's the right thing to do. We as Christians have renounced disgraceful and underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning. We refuse. We refuse. When the option to lie and deceive comes, we say no. No. Or to tamper with God's word. Of course, there's so many false teachers. We could come up with many examples. I won't now, but there's people trying to peddle God's word and saying many things that aren't true. Sometimes it's honest. It's honest misunderstanding or differences of opinion or mis... Sometimes, sometimes, but there's so many deceiving, using God's words for its own gain. As a matter of fact, you know, deceiving people to try to get people to believe in religion has been happening forever. You know what people used to do? I once watched a documentary on this. I wish I could find it. I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. You know what they would do in temples in the ancient world? They would do things like they would rig up a really cool pulley system that no one could see. They have all these gears and they were hidden. And people would stand at the door and they'd be wanting to get in to do their worship at the pagan temple or whatever. And guess what would happen? The door would open by itself as far as everyone could tell. 
And you know what they would say? Oh, it's the gods. It's the gods. Humanity has been deceiving one another since time began, saying, look at this magic. Look at this. We deceive one another. And its religion has been a big pusher of that. We go on to verse 3. And even if our gospel is veiled, why, what's the veil? What's from last week? The veil is Israel was there, the veil, right? Israel, they didn't believe in Christ, and so they were veiled. And if your gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. See, the, the, the Israelites, they believed that the Messiah hadn't come, so even though they followed the Old Testament, they had a veil over their eyes. They didn't know Christ was the true king. It was veiled only to those who who are perishing, so those who know Christ, they're not under the veil, right? What's the veil today? You know, most people, I don't, I don't know a lot of, you know, hardcore Jewish people that are like big-time Jewish, that don't have a lot of debates on whether Christ is the Messiah. Maybe some of you know some Jewish people then. Maybe you have this debate. For not me, that's not what it is. The veils have changed, have they not? The veils have changed. But we still, in our age today, you know, the veil of selfishness, the veil of atheism, the veil of humanism, the veil of different philosophical systems that put the veil over our eyes. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. You know, as we, uh, we think about our world of deception, and, and it, it, could be, it would be easy. I, I, I could just stand up here and list all the ways the world is bad. I mean, I, I, we could be here all day. This is bad, that's bad, this is bad, that's bad. Guess what? Most of that, almost pretty much all of it, I can't change it. Can you? I can't change it. Can you? What can we change? We are servants for Christ's sake. You know who I don't want to get in the way of the message of Christ? Me. Me. There's many things getting in the way of messages of Christ in our world. Many things. The devil doesn't need any help from me. He's doing a fine job on his own. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Oh, Christ is a light to our world. He's, he's like the lighthouse, right? The lighthouse. Some of you probably don't know Sunnyside. For a long time, we had lighthouses all over the place, right? Christ is our lighthouse. There's so many veils trying to trap the light. I just pray that we would not be one of them. That we would help the light. We would spread the light. We would push the light. A mirror that could reflect the light of Christ to the world. We as people, we have the option. 
you know, God can do whatever he wants, and he doesn't particularly need your help or mine. I find that ironic that that's a quote from Calvinists back in the time of Hudson Taylor, but uh, some of you may have gotten that reference, right? God can do whatever he wants. He doesn't need your help or mine. Does he need me to spread the light? I, I think he could find someone else. I think he could do what he wants. We don't spread the light of Christ because God needs us and he can't get it done without us. We do it because it's an opportunity to live the best life we can live on earth. We all serve somebody. We all spread the light of someone. We spread the darkness. We spread whatever. We get to choose. Everybody's got a boss. And, and God can get what he's done once done without us. But he's given us the choice to spread his light, to reflect his light to the world. And I just hope as the veils of this world, they try to put the light over our eyes, as they try to put the light the veil over the eyes of those around us, I just pray we would be a light. Sunnyside would be a light that, that we, that we might just be a, a little bit of a lighthouse here at Sunnyside Baptist Church. That our neighbors that our people that know us, the people that contact with us, the people that know us, Sunnyside Baptist Church say, those people, they have the light of Christ. When the time comes to deceive, when the time comes whether they should still work on that last day, the Sunnyside, they, they make the right choice. Every time. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this morning, and I thank you for this, just these few verses we looked at, and I just pray that as we have the opportunity to spread your light, Lord, I just pray that we would realize that that light is also the thing that lights up our life, that our personal, our personal satisfaction and gratification come from your light. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. It shows us the way. And I just pray that we would spread it so others might know it as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together and sing.